occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 104. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this 104th episode. Oh my god, 104. 104? Ah, that's one more than 103. <laughs> you know what? Two more than 102. It's been 30 seconds and I'm already the most annoying person. I can online. feel myself radiating annoyance. Uh, sorry, we missed an episode. I was not very well. I'm still not 100%, but I'm getting there, and I feel better. As you can probably tell, I also am not very well, so apologies for the gravel. The problem with being unwell when you do a podcast is that you can't do it. Like, you just can't do it. If you're actually unwell, you can't do it because it's obvious. It's not like you can do, you know, I'm going to go to work and no one's going to know and this is going to be one day. If you release an episode where you sound terrible... It's going to be on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah, listen, guys, you did not want to hear what we sounded like before this. Imagine if I was just gargling sand. Yeah, just imagine like I'm just coughing straight into the microphone. What do you want to cover today? What are you covering today? So this week, I'll be talking to you about the infamous Runaway Bride case. I'm excited to hear about that. Captivated the American public in the early 2000s. Nice. I'm talking about the Tinder swindler. Oh! The name is from the documentary, but it's a good name, so I'm going to stick with that. That's exciting because I wanted to watch the documentary and you were like, no, and now it's so old. We can watch the documentary together. It's I great. Like Maybe we'll do it later. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, a little treat. We can have a cup oh. of tea. Oh, that'd be lovely. Oh, yeah. oh, a little cake. Before we get into it, though, I do have a couple of things I want to say. First of all, I went to Comic-Con the other day and it was so good and I wanted to just talk about it briefly. Okay, we... We went to Comic-Con. We met different people. All right. But I met people from The Lost Boys, which is my favorite film. I have a tattoo of it on my arm. And I also met people from Doctor Who and from my favorite video game, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I want to talk about it because people always message me about my tattoo. So other people who, listen, who like that movie listen to our podcast. And I want you all to know that the guy in the movie, the guy that plays Michael, he said that my tattoo was cool. Okay, but objectively way cooler flex... I met Taylor Lautner. Okay, yeah, that is pretty cool. So, and he was very lovely, and he smelled great. And now we have confirmation of that. Also, now we you know. have a PO box now, at popular request, so you can send us stuff. I'm going to put the information in the description. It's also on our pin post on Instagram, at MitzMagicPod. Do not send us food. Fresh food. Unless it's in a sealed wrapper. <laughs> yeah, we will not be... In Listen, we like it if you make homemade things, but I don't trust anyone, so... Um, I'm more because if you mail us a homemade food, it's going to go disgusting by the time it gets to us. Oh, I'm not bothered. I would eat that. But You're I'm also a like... vile little person, Kate. <laughs> anyway, in strange news this week, Clallam County in Washington. I'm going to oh, say it's this Clallam. is another Utah. Mm, it could be. Clallam? I think it's Clallam. How do you spell? C-L-A-L-L-A-M. Clallam. I bet it's some mad shit. This is like Tucson again. <sighs> oh, it's Tucson. I'm sorry, America. I always do this. Listen, anyway. America. Name your places, what they're called. This count. Yeah, us with Leicester. Everyone in America is like Leicestershire. Was Chestershire. And you know what? Clallam. Utah. I'm sorry. <laughs> they have declared it a Sasquatch protection refuge zone. In their official proclamation recognizing and honoring Sasquatch, they stated that there's evidence that the Bigfoot actually exists, and if it does exist, it's not doing well, because there aren't that many of them spotted, so it must be like a, you know, on the verge of going extinct. So they want people to recognize the importance of protecting the creature, 
and to make Clallam County a place where it can live without fear of harm or extinction. Also, they support the Fork Sasquatch Day, which is happening in May. Hell yeah. So, Patty, if you're listening, you can go to Clallam, or whatever it's called, <laughs> and you'll be safe. And I will mail you supplies to your P.O. Box. Oh my god. And the source for that is myclallamcounty.com. We will mail you all of the fresh food that we get mailed. Yeah. It's just a non-ending cycle. Yeah, if you send us stuff, we'll forward it on to Bigfoot. Don't. We won't. <laughs> I don't know where she is. She's only nice. I do, but I'm not allowed to reveal her location. Oh. Secret. I, if you had told me, I would tell everyone. Oh. Not very good with secrets. Yeah, that's why I don't tell you anything. Huh. Tell me your story. You know what? I'm not going to now. Please. No, you can't keep a secret. That's the show. <laughs> Tell me the story. Okay, so my sources are Wikipedia, Insider.com, Ranker.com, and Bustle.com. So Jennifer Wilbanks lived in... Duluth? Duluth. Oh, right. So I'm the one that can't pronounce hey, things. Yuta. You know what? I have like four Swedish names to say later, so it's fine. Everyone knows how you say Utah. I... I'm sorry, Utah. <laughs> Utah. Oh, I'm sorry, did it again. Okay, um, so yeah, Jennifer lived there in Georgia with her fiance John Mason. The couple had been together for several years and had planned a large wedding with over 600 guests and 28 bridal party members. Wow. Huge, right? Everything seemed to be going well up until the morning of April 26th, 2005, when Jennifer disappeared just a few days before the wedding. John woke up that morning to find Jennifer gone. At first, he assumed she'd just gone out for a jog, as she regularly did. However, when she didn't come back after a few hours, John started to panic. He called her family and friends, but no one had any information about her whereabouts. Shortly after, John was like, I'm going to have to phone the police. Like, this is just the next go-to. So the police then launched a missing persons investigation and started searching for Jennifer. At first, it was thought that she might have just had some wedding jitters, but they continued the search nonetheless. And all of her family and friends were like, this is so unlike her. It's not going to be wedding jitters. It's, you know, it's way bigger than that. Like, that's not the Jennifer we know. They interviewed the family and friends. No one had any leads on where she might be. She seemed to be liked by all of the community. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, everyone's got a grudge against Jennifer. You know what I mean? The day after she went missing, the police received a number of false leads of information, such as large clumps of dark brown hair near a retention pond, a variety of clothing items, and a variety of possible murder weapons. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know what a variety of possible murder weapons is. Sticks of various sizes. Oh. Was my initial thought. Well, you've solved that for me, haven't you? I was imagining like a bunch of bloody knives getting sent into the police and them just being like, oh... Maybe. Possible murder weapons. You know what I mean? Like, where are you finding these? Mm, I don't know. It's quite vague, isn't it? As the days dragged on, the media caught wind of the story and it quickly became national news. The media then presumed that John Mason was the prime suspect and proceeded to make his life more hellish than it was anyway. Her friends and family held a vigil on the day that was supposed to be the couple's wedding day, in the same church where the wedding was supposed to be. Oh, it's so sad. I know. Then a $1,000 reward was issued for anyone who had any information about Jennifer's disappearance or whereabouts. Then, just three days after she disappeared, Jennifer called John and the police from a 7-Eleven in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
She claimed she'd been kidnapped by a Hispanic man and a white woman who were in their 40s and had forced her into a blue van at gunpoint. She was kept trapped on the floor of the van and went into detail about what type of music they played on the radio. It was described as Spanish music. I was expecting, like, song names, you know? I was expecting details, but that's not what I got. My heart will go on. Right? Oh, my God. Jennifer said that she'd been sexually assaulted during her time in captivity, but had luckily managed to escape when her captors took her out of the van to get food. She said that the man had bad teeth and the woman had a heavy build and she was tied with ropes inside the van. So the news of the kidnapping made headlines across the country. The public rallied around Jennifer and her family, offering their support and assistance in any way they could. The police in Albuquerque launched their own investigation into Jennifer's claims and brought her in for questioning to get a statement about everything that had happened. But something in Jennifer's story didn't add up. She was evasive in her answers and couldn't provide any concrete details about her kidnappers or the location where she'd been held or where she escaped to once she was free, that kind Mm. of thing. During her interrogation, Jennifer took everything back and finally admitted she'd made the entire story up. (sighs) She hadn't been kidnapped. She said that she'd gotten cold feet about the wedding and had run away to avoid getting married. Oh my god, just don't get married. Jennifer claimed she had taken a Greyhound bus to Las Vegas and had initially planned to start a new life. However, she became overwhelmed with guilt and decided to go to Albuquerque until finally returning home. Surprisingly, the media didn't care. What? I'm kidding. Oh. It caused a firestorm. People across the country... You got me there. I know, I really ah. did. I was like, Abby will believe this. Ah. People across the country were outraged that Jennifer had wasted thousands of dollars of law enforcement resources. Yeah, of course. Not to mention the time spent looking for her instead of other missing persons. <sighs> they were fuming. She had caused unnecessary anxiety for her family and fiancé for no reason. Just, just say you don't want to get married. Jennifer was charged with filing a false police report, a misdemeanor offence. She pled no contest to the charge and was sentenced to probation and 120 hours of community service. In addition, she had to pay back the city $13,250 and the sheriff's office $2,550. She also had to pay a $9,000 fine and underwent counselling for her mental health issues. Jesus. I know. The aftermath of the runaway bride case was felt for years to come. In interviews following the incident, John Mason spoke about his heartbreak and the difficulties he faced in trying to trust Jennifer again. The couple ultimately called off their engagement and then later broke up and went their separate ways. But just a few months after they split in 2006, Jennifer sued John for $500,000. Leave this guy alone. (laughs) Because he had a book deal about the events. She said that he had also used some of their joint finances in ways she didn't approve of. So then he returned the favour by suing her Ah. straight back. Both of the lawsuits were dropped by December, and then later Jennifer married Greg Hudson in 2010, but their divorce was finalised in 2021. Messy. Yeah. Real messy. Yeah, and there were some longer-lasting things. I've not written about them, but... They, a, a company made a hot sauce um, and they've kind of named it after her oh and God. said that it would cure cold feet Oh because it was so hot. That's so funny. And there was an image of Jennifer with like a coloured towel over her head 
<clears throat> when she was found and, and she was being escorted by the police, I believe, um, a toy company released a doll with the blanket and it was like basically just a massive up yours to imagine being this involved I know. with this i know as like a producer of something like that yeah it's so random i know right god yeah if you if you haven't called for you about your wedding just talk about it yeah well a you lot of solve a lot of things with communication a lot of people were saying like because it was so close to the day and there were so many people that she felt like she would have been letting down it makes a lot of sense and i feel like going back on a wedding that is that big not only do you risk fallout with your partner you've also got their family your family everyone that's involved a lot of people will have taken time off there's a lot of money in it that kind of thing what if you just say you're sick <laughs> It's a, like, I'm sick. it's it's a big deal and I get it, but don't waste police resources. I feel like there's a I feel like there's another option. Definitely. Welcome to the relationship therapy podcast. Here we are, we talk nonsense at you, and then your relationship is fixed. Yeah, I would say uh talk to people. That's what a lot of people said, because a lot of sort of psychologists and stuff weighed in on what they thought because obviously she had to go and get mental health counselling. Yeah, I don't think most people would jump to that conclusion, so I Yeah, exactly. But you know, there is there is a lot of stigma against leaving someone. Oh, yeah. Or cancelling your sure. wedding or that kind of thing. So I get it on that hand, but also pe it's people are going to look away. Yeah, like you're, you're causing a lot more heartache than you possibly would otherwise. So, yeah, that's that's my story. That's crazy. I know. I thought that. Yeah. Absolutely mad. Wow. Well, we're not going to do the scare scales because uh, not scary. No, not scary. Scary is a concept because I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah, just shocking. Yeah. Really. Just wowzers. Wowzer yeah. factor. That's the worst yeah. thing I've ever said. That Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I wouldn't say the worst. Instead of the scare scale, we do the cringe scale for Ooh. this podcast. Um, five, five, five. Oh, five of the charts. Yeah. Me stepping into the room. Eesh. Well... If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Mits Magic Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And also, you can hear a box of stuff now, so you can check that out in the description. And if you want to follow us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Murder. Over on Patreon, you can give as much or as little as you'd like. You get video content, you get extra episodes, you get... What do you get? A coffee and a chat before what every you get? episode. What do you get? What do you get? You get 10% off of our merchandise! You can view the merchandise over on MitzMagicAndMurder.com. Also on the website, there's a little referral submissions section. So if you want to tell us some terrifying tales, spooky stories, or haunted happenings, you can do that on the website, or you can email us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. This episode is sponsored by Haunting Happenings. Do you love chilling tales and spine-tingling stories that keep you up at night? Then you have to check out Haunting Happenings on YouTube. This unique channel is dedicated to sharing the creepiest, most unsettling stories that will make your heart race and your skin crawl. With captivating storytelling, eerie visuals, and an atmosphere that will leave you breathless, Haunting Happenings is your go-to destination for all things spooky. So, if you dare, head on over to YouTube and subscribe to Haunting Happenings. www.youtube.com forward slash at Haunting Happenings. Right, Kate, let me give you a scenario. Ooh. Oh, close your eyes and imagine this. You're swiping on Tinder one night, casually browsing who's around, and you come across someone attractive, successful, and interesting. Ooh. You swipe right, and you expect to go on a series of very normal dates. 
only to find out the person isn't exactly who they say they are. This is not true because I would not expect normal dates from Tinder. <laughs> true. My sources for this story are VG, Wales Online, Netflix, Bustle, Wikipedia, and Esquire. Was the second one Wales Online? Yeah. The newspaper? Like, the guys? Excuse me? They mean the, you mean the creature? No, the country. Right. Wales Online is a newspaper from Wales. You thought I meant like Beluga? Yeah, they write it. Yeah, the Wales Online. Produced underwater. <laughs> I wish I could think of a good joke for the whales. Quick. Ah! Quick! Ah! Quick. Blowholes! Oh. They write the story with their... <sighs> Krill. <laughs> See? Krill. Come on. Something. Come on. Something. Come something. On. It's coming to me. I can feel uh, it. Wah. Wah. They're making a splash. Oh, that's still not very good, is it? No, Jesus, not after that amount of thinking time. No, should have done better. Anyways, this story, not the whales, the uh, the Tinder thing, is exactly what happened to, I guess, the pronunciation, Cecilia Filhoy. Ooh, I think that was quite good. That sounded good. She came across a man named Simon. I think it's Levive. 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 All right on Tinder, and she quickly noticed that he seemed wealthy and into travel. So like people That's would something be, I would quickly notice. She was intrigued, because this seemed kind of too good to be true. Like, he's a handsome guy, and in the photos, he was in, like, a Ferrari on a boat, on a private jet. You <laughs> there know. was a Ferrari on a boat on a private jet? Yeah, that's how rich this guy oh is. Oh my god. Yeah, so she was like, well, I'm going to swipe right on this guy, because why would I not go on a date with him, you know? And like many women I know in real life, she immediately Googled him, to figure out who he was mm-hmm. and whether he was a catfish. Mm-hmm. And the internet told her that Simon was the son of a diamond mogul named Lev Leviev. What did I say before? Leviev? Leviev? Lev Leviev. His profile also had his link to his Instagram, which she checked out and found out that he had thousands of followers and photos of him, you know, doing all the fancy things, dressing really well. So she was like, this guy is the real deal. This is so crazy. You know, he's the son of this diamond guy. So she matched with him and they quickly hit it off. He said that he was leaving London soon because he travels around just all the time for business. And that if she wanted to meet up with him, she could go to the hotel that he's staying at for coffee. So she's like, what the hell? Of course I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a prospective billionaire. I'm going to go and meet him. So That might not have been why she went to go meet him. But- no, but I'm just... You're you're thinking like we think. Leave the that's not the room. reason that she probably went, but that's the reason I would go. Yeah, for sure. A million percent. Not even because I want to date a billionaire, but because I want to see if it's true. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I live the kind of life where I'm like, I would never meet someone who owns billions of dollars. I Where would I be meeting anyone like that? Billions? Shop. Apparently. Yeah, Costa. Yeah. So, so I would. I want to go for to to like see them with my own eyes and be like, "That's true. That's a real person. I just met that person." You know I, I like mean? that you're like. I just want to go to experience it, and I'm like, I want to date a man with a billion <laughs> pounds. Are you joking right now? Oh, I don't even care how much money he has. Liar. That's what you're doing right now. You're lying to me. People are worth more than just their money, Kate. Not if it's a billion pounds. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to be worth more than that? What are you, a billion and one sentiment points? And caring and Piss funny. Off. No, I can get that from a dog, which oh I can God. buy a billion of. Dogs cost one dollar. Yeah. At the dog store. Maybe. Anyways, so she went to his hotel 
And they chatted, they got on super well. He was like having deep conversations with her about his life, his job. He was like, I have a, a daughter, she's just a baby. And like, you know, I, I'm still cool with the mom. She travels with me sometimes, but we're not together. And she was like, this guy seems so legit. He seems really nice. And then at the end of the day, because they've had such a good conversation, he's like, you know, I'd really like to get to know you more. And she's like, me too, I've had a really nice time. And then she was like, then he's like, I'm going to go to Bulgaria for a business trip on my private jet. Do you want to come tonight? So he's like, yes, of course I would love to come on your private jet, billionaire man. So he has, I mean, it's kind of sketchy because if someone asks you to get on their private jet with them and you just met them, I'm saying yes. If I die, I die at the hands of a billionaire. It's it's like a safety concern. And I think, I remember in the documentary, her friends were concerned for her, understandably. But also, you know, his baby was there. The baby's mum was there. He had security. He had like a whole team of people. So it seemed like a pretty safe thing. Obviously, she could tell her friends. And I think as well, it's hard because you never think about that kind of situation. And also, you don't tend to think about people that have money as being bad people. Not in that way. Yeah, exactly. Not in like a kidnapper kind of way. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose it was just that if you're with a huge team of people, you kind of think that you're a bit more safe. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. And it feels like something out of a book. Exactly. Well, that's what she was saying. Like when I was reading about it, she was like, this is like a fairy tale. Yeah. This is like my prince. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so then she's like, okay, sure. So Simon is like, how about you go home, pack a bag, come back, and we'll get on the jet. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, cool. And he's like, cool, I'll call you a car. So then a Rolls Royce shows up uh, with a driver Ooh. and takes her back to her house, Fancy gets her pants. stuff, and brings her back to the jet. So what's interesting as well about this um, on the VG article and on the Netflix documentary is that Cecilia took a lot of videos mm -hmm. on this jet and on her experience with Simon. So there's a lot of like solid proof mm -hmm. about how legit this looks mm -hmm. like it's it's completely real. You would never, ever think anything else about it. I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, so she even chatted with the baby's mum. And the mum was like, Simon's a really great dad. You know, he's been giving me money. Like, we're still really close, even though we're not together. He's just a really supportive father. And he's still in our life because of that. So she was like, this guy seems so this nice. This is crazy. Yeah. They have a really great time on the Bulgaria trip. And when she gets home, he's, he calls her, he mails her gifts, he's sending her flowers, he keeps up to date with her, like he's just really nice, really charming, really nice guy. Um, he's being really deep, you know, taking surprise trips to come meet her in between his business stuff, like just being a boyfriend, yeah. basically. So they got into an official relationship, and after some time, he's like, move in with me. And she's like, okay. She starts apartment hunting, they're like FaceTiming while she's looking around the apartments, like super normal, legit relationship. How long's it been? At this point for her relationship, yeah, I think like a month or two. Wow. But they've been like very active on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying like, wow, only a month. I mean like, wow, this is going on for a long time because I'm guessing from the name Tinder Swindler, he's not a legit guy. Well, things didn't stay so perfect because he explained to her that the diamond industry that he was in was like super dangerous because he was constantly under threat and he had a bunch of enemies and it was only getting worse. So one night she gets a text from Simon and it's a photo of his bodyguard with blood on him and he's in an ambulance and Simon's in the ambulance and he's like, someone's attacked me. Um, I'm not allowed to return to London anytime soon. Like I'm under real, real serious threat right now and I can't use my credit cards because it's traceable. Yeah. My enemies can track my movements with my credit cards. Can I use your bank cards? 
they're in a relationship. They have been for a little while. Oh, she trusts man. him. And, you know, there's no reason, I would assume from her perspective, why she wouldn't trust him to pay her back. Well, 100%. The man's a billionaire. Uh, exactly. He's got, he, you Google him and that's what comes up. You know, he's got all these photos. Why would you not trust him? They've been together for a while. And it wasn't like this has happened quickly. It's not like that's He'd the first eased date. into this. Yeah. yeah. So she orders an American Express card in her name and links it to his account. But because of his fancy man lifestyle, he maxes it out like pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need you to send me a very large amount of untraceable cash. Mm. So she loves this guy. She does. And then she takes out a $25,000 loan, meets him and gives him the cash. And as time goes on, he keeps saying, I need more loans. Like I need more cash. Tens of thousands of dollars she's oh, sending him. God. And... I said, as I said, you know, he's got all the cars, the dinners, he's got everything to make you believe that he's a billionaire. So he's like, I'll pay you back. As soon as this is over, I'll pay you back. I'll send you a check. It'll be completely fine. And in the end, she'd taken out a quarter of a million dollars in loans. Oh my God. For Simon. Eventually, she meets up with him again after just this summer of chaos and, you know, her sending him money. And he finally writes her a check for all the loans. She goes back to London, she cashes it, it and it bounces. Oh no. So then she calls him and she's like, hey, the check didn't work. What's happening? And he's very, very cold, very inconsiderate, like very difficult to talk to. And he's like, well, I sent it. So I've written the check. What do you want me to do? There's probably just an error on your side. You need to try it again. You know, that kind of thing. So she's super stressed out because she's like, oh my God, I've just talking, taken out a quarter of a million dollars in loans, pounds in loans or whatever. Oh my God. And then after a few days of freaking out, a team at American Express come to her house and she's like, oh God, they're going to arrest me because, you know, someone else is using my credit card. I've yeah. been taking out all these loans. So she explains to these guys, you know, this is, this is what's happening. Please spare me. Spare me. And Pity me. they have to tell this poor woman that the man she's in a relationship with doesn't work in the diamond industry and he's a professional scammer he's oh, been doing this for a while no so not only did he lie to her and break her heart and make her take out all this money he also has her passport details her address her phone number her parents address her parents phone number like it's pretty serious you know meanwhile this whole time simon is lying to her about this danger he's in he's actually using the money that she's sending him to swindle another woman Somewhere else. I figured that it was... So the money that she's taken out for this guy, he was using it to party with this other woman he met on Tinder named Penelia. I'm going to say that's how you pronounce her name. Mm -hmm. I'll believe you because I have no other source. So he had been taking this woman on fancy dates, taking her to fun exotic places, hanging out with his friends, eating super expensive food. like Soon to be getting into trouble with his bodyguard and needing her to send him money. Yes. Right. After all the drama with Cecilia, he tells... I wish I could pronounce her name. How's it spelled? P-E-R-N-I-L-L-A. Vanilla. Vanilla? 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 Like vanilla? I'm going to say that. Yeah. I apologise if that's incorrect. Sorry, Vanilla. He tells her the same story. He sends the exact same photos of the bodyguards. He tells her all about the danger. He's like setting the groundwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, she also believes he's rich. He's also demonstrated that he's trustworthy. So she sends him $30,000. Then later he asks for more and more and more. It just keeps going. And then when he'd send her the money back, he'd show her the invoice, but the money would never arrive 
because it's obviously not real. Mm-hmm. It's a fake invoice. Yeah. And then he'd make up a different excuse where he's like, I'm sorry, you know, I sent it. Oh my God. So Cecilia eventually finds out through American Express that his real name is Shimon Hayut. And he'd been scamming women in this exact way for years. And he changed his name to, you know, Simon Leviev. Leviev. In 2017, he'd been scamming since he was a teenager and he fled the country when things got complicated. And by the time he met Cecilia, he was already wanted. So Cecilia was like, I got to take this guy down. There's no way I'm letting this happen to more people. Go on, girl. So she contacted VG, which is the biggest newspaper in Norway, because that's where she's originally from. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my main sources for this. But I had to have an AI translate the whole website because it's not in English. Fair enough. And one of the most crazy things that Cecilia found on her quest, you know, to ruin this guy's life is that the woman who was to thought to be justice. the woman who was the mother of his child mm-hmm. was originally one of the women that he'd scammed. Oh my God. And we don't know her name. Her face hasn't been revealed, but she was still traveling with this guy and lying to these women about how great he was. But she was one of the victims. She'd stayed, stood against him like in a trial before. She testified against him before. So I don't know what happened there. Whether he was like, if you just lie to me, I'll give you some of the money, I'll take care of you, or whatever. But, yeah, she was she was one of them before. So I don't know what happened there. This reminds me... Can I give a spoiler to a re- reasonably recent movie? Came out, like, two years ago. What's the movie? Fresh. If you haven't seen Fresh, <laughs> then... <laughs> if you haven't seen Fresh, stop now, watch it, come back. You know when... So he eats people, right? Like, that's he his does, whole yeah. shtick. But he eats that girl's leg, and then she stays with him. Yeah. Doesn't she? And like, I get it. That's more like fear. But it's like, wow. Like, now you're just eating those girls. Same as he is. Mm. You know? That's that's wild to me. It's not crazy because I get it. Because she was still getting the benefit of the money. And, you know. Yeah. I think it goes kind of deeper. Especially if you've had a month or two long relationship with someone. You're going to feel like the feelings are real. And you're going to be like, oh, you know, like, I can help him or whatever well i was also thinking because again there's no we don't know who this is so i don't know what the reason is but i was thinking if they've been in a relationship long enough to have a baby presuming that that's his baby Mm -hmm. then you have a child to think about now Mm -hmm. if you've taken out all these loans for these guys presuming that that's what happened before yeah and he's like okay well if you just keep if you just stay on my side and lie for me Mm -hmm. i'll just pay you some of the money yeah i understand why someone would do that definitely because uh, having a baby is a completely other ballpark. Like, it's a completely different thing you have to think about. Especially the amount of money that he must have been siphoning off of these women. Yeah. You know, and to be like, okay, well, now I have a baby with this guy. I thought my feelings were real with this guy. You know, I guess I'll just get some benefit from it at least. And my baby can know their father. Yeah. Jeez. That's a rough position to be put in. Yeah. Well, one day out of the blue, Panilla gets a message from a journalist explaining the situation that's happened with Cecilia. So Panilla at this point doesn't know that anything's fake. Mm-hmm. She's just going along with it. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting as well is that she wasn't in a relationship with him the same way he was with Cecilia. So they'd met on Tinder, but they didn't didn't click. And she's like a socialite. So I don't think it was like as big a deal to her to like meet someone rich and like do rich people things. Yeah. Not saying that Cecilia was with them for the money. I'm just saying like it's a different. It's you're yeah. not going to be like, oh, this is like a fairy tale. You're going to be like, this is just another guy. You yeah. Know what I mean? This is someone who has as much money as I have or whatever. Well, yeah, more. But, you know, it's yeah. still like a. I think she's dated people who were rich before. So she was kind of going into it like, yeah, eh, it's whatever. Like different circles. Isn't it? Exactly. And. 
but she'd really liked hanging out with him, but she was like, there just isn't any chemistry. So they ended up just staying really close friends, um, which I think is even more interesting because it's not even just relationships that he's doing this with. It's just any level of like, we're going to gain trust and then I'm going to fuck you over mm -hmm. regardless of who you are. Yeah. But Penilla was preparing to meet up with him anyways to hang out. Right. Except now she knows that he's scamming her. Right. Because she's been told. So she says to the, these journalists, like, you can come and follow me. Mm -hmm. And if you, t you know, then you can take photos for the police. Because the police, I think the thing was complicated because it's basically like where he's wanted in different places for different things. And the money's untraceable because it's different people's credit cards. Mm -hmm. You can't like pin him down for one thing easily mm -hmm. yeah so they were like we need to take photos of him and then we can kind of build this case against him but it's like how they got al capone on that tiny charge tax evasion yeah Almost. like you just need something yeah so he was on this date or like on this friend date hanging out with Penilla, mm -hmm. and then the journalists were able to take some photos of him without mm -hmm. him knowing mm -hmm. and then the vg piece the news article was released and just went viral immediately wow. because it was so crazy. Yeah. And Cecilia and Penilla did a bunch of interviews. They met a lot of different other victims that had fallen for the scam. And Simon was very mad. He was making a lot of threats against mm -hmm. him, but he was still free. And what's crazy, that was in the documentary on Netflix, because that's like a great overview of the timeline, is that there was another girl this whole time named Aileen who had been dating Simon for over a year, almost a year and a half. Wow. And they also met on Tinder. They were in a serious relationship, like, over a year. As well as this girl with the baby. Yeah, he, he was dating oh multiple my people. Oh, God. So she only found out that he wasn't who he said he was through a news article. No. That's Her boyfriend. Awful. Of, I think it was, like, 14, 15 months or something. Like, her actual oh boyfriend. God. I'm not saying that I mean, month isn't as legit, but like if you've been dating someone for over a year, like you think that, you know them. Yeah, that's you think you know everything about them. Right? Jesus Christ! Like, and also, not only is he cheating on you, but he's a fugitive. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, in multiple countries, she had paid him one hundred and forty thousand dollars over the course of the relationship, and he even asked her to like sell her house at one point and her car. Oh, like that's how crazy this is, and. This part is less online articles and more documentary uh, because it gets kind of confusing. But everything she was saying in the documentary, I was like, oh my God, she is the best. She basically messaged the other women to confirm everything mm -hmm. um, because obviously they're on the internet now. They're doing all these interviews. Yep. And she messaged Simon saying, I don't believe the article, even though she did. <gasps> Because oh she wanted to play along with it. Aileen. Yeah. So she was like, everything's still okay. I can't believe they would do this. They're trying to drag you down. Like, they're spreading all these lies against you. But really, she was in contact with the police the whole time. Yes, Aileen. So she found out he was creating a new fake identity with a new credit card and was going to change his name and stuff. They even went to a plastic surgeon to discuss like, getting him a whole new face because that's how like desperate he was for do to do this. Oh my God. And obviously every woman who has seen the article now knows who he is. And if you Google his name, that's what comes up. So he can't keep doing this. So he's like, I have he's to get a completely new identity. Yeah. And this girl, she worked in fashion. So she was like, how about you send me all of your high-end expensive designer clothes? I'll sell them for you, send you the money, and then you know you can keep going. So she goes over to him and she gets like bags and bags and bags, suitcases of all of his like Gucci and stuff. And then she starts selling them and just starts keeping the money. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I think I love her. When I watched the documentary, she was still getting alerts for sales as they were filming because she was selling all of his stuff. I love that energy. 
Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, oh, you thought you were the villain? Wrong. And Simon, he like clocks onto it because he's like, you're keeping the money. I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. But he didn't have anyone else because everyone else had like blocked him and gone to the police and all this stuff. So the only person he was in, in contact with was Aileen. And she was just like, have one over him in the whole time. So he was sending foes. He was in like a hostel. He was like, I have no friends. I'm completely broke. Um, I don't have anything. I love that she was like, you owe me that money and I'll get it back. Yeah. He I was like, please, I'm homeless. And she was like, that. okay, well, I'm selling your Versace robe and I'm keeping it for myself. And then <sighs> Aileen managed to figure out that he was fleeing the country under this fake name he'd made. And so she got the police involved. And she, I again, I haven't written this, but in the documentary, she does something crazy. Like, it's... She, like, figures out when he goes offline from WhatsApp or something and figures out what plane is leaving at that exact time when he's got an airplane mode so she knows what flight he's on and what exact plane she's on or something like that. Like, there was something I love wild where I was watching it and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, she's she's dedicated to this. So then he lands and he just texts her saying, I got arrested. This woman is my spirit animal. But what's crazy now is that he's just free. No. In Israel. He did five months of jail time. Bugger off. And he's still just acting like a rich guy online. What a knob. Yep. It's thought that he got around $10 million from scamming women, and he was never charged with it specifically because they couldn't trace it. So they just have to pay their debts. They, nothing can be done. They're just like that. That's so shit. Yep. He just denied all the charges. He says that he's allowed to go by whatever name he wants. He never claimed to be the son of any billionaire. And everyone just has a really big imagination. He also apparently sells business courses and claims that he made all his money through Bitcoin and real estate. He was like, I never said anything about diamonds. So I don't know what you're talking about. Raw. Yeah. As if none of it's going to be over text, though. I know. And Inside Edition interviewed Simon after the article and the documentary went viral. And he was like, it's all fake. I'm a businessman. And his girlfriend at the time backed him up, saying that everything online was a rumor about him. And that she'd never been asked for any money. He's like, I'm a businessman. I do business. See? But she changed her tune last year and also spoke out against him. Good. And I also found out, which is random, but I really showed you more about him. He pretended to be a paramedic in 2020 to get the COVID vaccine early. He's just a pathological liar. He's been banned from all dating apps, but now he has a talent manager after the documentary went on. So he's some kind of like reality star now. He just cameos. Ooh. And he's trying to get like a dating show on Netflix or something. It's it's wild. Like, but the real family. Sorry, how does he get away with this? I don't know. The real family that he was a part of are like suing his ass for defamation and privacy invasion and impersonation. Good. And all this stuff. So they were like, if you don't pay this lawsuit, after this lawsuit is done, we're going to file a different lawsuit. And then after that, we're going to file a different lawsuit. So, Good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. You can't just do that. No. No, apparently you can. Yeah, I think it's because, obviously, with the police, you need proof of things, and I don't know why it's not enough to have all the photos and the messages and all the, those things. I don't know why that's not enough to prove that you've been scammed by that much, but I don't know. I don't know because I don't understand it. But yeah, I mean, scams are hard to prove, but... He was sentenced to 15 months, but he got five for good behaviour. Which I just stupid. can't believe if he got sentenced that he didn't have to work off the debt, right? That that he... Yeah, I mean, from everything I read online, nothing was done about that. They're just in debt. 
I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because a lot of the time, or some of the time at least, you get people that, you know, get into relationships and then they get scammed from that relationship. And it's like, okay, but you gave the money to them, you know, and, and that's the hard bit, isn't it? Like you knew that you were sending them the money. You knew that, you know, you don't actually know what someone's doing with that money, blah, blah, blah. And like, you can lie legally. Mm -hmm. Like I could just tell you my name is flag but it's not you know what I mean like flag. I'm not going to prison for that mm -hmm. I literally couldn't think of a single name yeah you just picked an item flag right <laughs> um and that's the trouble but if he's impersonating someone and threatening people right once they come out with their story mm -hmm. and committing crimes in different countries yeah. And racking up, like, hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of debt. Mm -hmm. Well, overall, $10 million is what he got out of these women. Just five months. What is that? What is that? Like, I don't even care about the prison time. Make him work off the money. I know. He just... just... You've, you've literally proven him guilty because you've sent him to prison. You can't yeah. just do that otherwise. I know. What the hell? What the hell? I think he's deleted his Instagram now, but from what I could see online, he was still posting the same stuff all the time because he was still doing it all. He's just still doing it. He's not he's not scamming people, I don't think, or if he is, we don't know about it, but all of this stuff where he's selling these courses, I think people are just paying him money now or something because he just is a free guy with like a Bentley or something. It's crazy. If you've got like a prolific scammer, uh, especially like one that uses the mobile, the internet, that kind of thing... Surely, because like, for example, some sex offenders have to go and register what devices they're using and they have a manager that goes and checks in on what they're using their devices for and checks their history and they can't delete it, otherwise they get hauled back to prison. You would think that something like that would apply, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, that's fine. You're a free guy, fine. Uh, once a week, we will come in, we will check your phone. If we can see that anything's been deleted, you're back in prison. mm if you get out 10 months early, you've not you've I not suppose they just changed. think that they've fixed it because they've deleted him from the dating apps. They but think that they've fixed it because now he's in a different country and they can't be asked. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? I don't know because I think he was on trial in Israel because that's where he's from. Really? Because normally it's where the crime occurs. I don't know, because there were so many different crimes over the years. I think his first one was in Finland or something. Like, it's there's so many different things. It's so complicated Jesus. that I don't even know of... I don't even know. I don't know. I can't I guess you. if it's happened, like, worldwide, they probably just do it wherever he is, right? Yeah, and... I, can't, I just can't believe that they're just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. Maybe there's more going on behind the scenes. Maybe they're still investigating. Maybe they're doing whatever they can do. But it seems crazy to just be like, you can just be free now. Mm -hmm. You can just do it again. Yeah. We'll definitely have to watch it later so you can get all the, the wow. specific stuff and see them and things. It's obviously much just a, a rundown of the story. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Big old scams. Big, huge scams. Massive. One of the biggest scams I think I've ever heard. Yeah. So believable, too. Mm. And, you Crazy. know, that's, I suppose that's how, that's why he was so good, because he was really putting in the effort. 
I think the hard thing as well is that you like to think like, oh, that would never happen to me because X, Y, Z, right? Like, oh, you know, fraud would never happen to me because I always make sure that I know the person. But like, first of all, wrong. And second of all, some of these people have been with him for months, years. What the hell? Yeah, the girl that was with him for over a year. That one really blew my mind. Yeah. Like, does he actually like you or is he just staying with you for that long? That's to keep getting money crazy. out crazy because you could be married to someone. You could be like 20 years into a relationship and just not know. Don't be taking out loans for anyone. Don't. Unless it's like your mum. Here's the thing. Don't get into Is it really your mum? You don't know anyone. Trust only yourself. <laughs> don't get into relationships. Don't even kiss a person. I don't even trust myself. Don't even look at anyone. Don't hold hands with anyone. Literally just walk around with your eyes shut. Yeah. Do nothing. Yeah. Just sit in your house. Vegetate. <laughs> This is what my anxiety says to me every day. Yeah, right? Just sit there. Don't look at You can't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. Just be careful. I mean, but people But I mean, are... even if you're careful. It's, no, it's I mean, not even sounded careful. You that, know what? What are you supposed to do? Don't just be careful. Um, don't commit crimes. Yeah. Don't they scam go. people. Yeah. It's not don't their fault. Don't be a big old scammer. They just believed in love. You know what gives me the ick? Scamming. Yeah. Well, you know what's lame? Scamming. Who's a scammer? Ooh. <laughs> can't get my own money gonna take yours bugger off let those women love who they want to love yeah yeah don't ruin fairy tale romance for that poor lady i love how angry you are i'm so mad because you can't get away with that but cecilia does like empowering talks now good for you yeah i thought you'd like to know that. good for you yeah i hope they all apart from him have lovely lives yeah i hope he like skims his knee or something oh just grazes it oof Right in the right in the crease. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And yeah. then he's got to bend his leg whenever he walks. Ah. Oof. It's gonna sting. <laughs> Just a mild inconvenience. Yeah. Nothing scary. No. Not threatened. Uh, no. Listen, I might not like him at the minute, but at the minute. I don't know him. He's in my bad books for now. Someday maybe he'll get Yeah, out. maybe he could work his way out of them, but we don't know. I'm not gonna say yes or no. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we like to be vague on this podcast because we're scared of getting sued. I'm afraid of everyone. Trust um, no one. Trust no one. Vegetate at home. Make your own podcast. Be in the middle of every opinion. Yeah. <laughs> never say never, but also never say always. I like to just be here. Just be present. Ah. <laughs> and yeah. on that note, don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>